We believe that the potential for people to do something amazing has everything to do with being in the right role, on the right team, at the right time. On the Greenhouse What's Your Why podcast, we're celebrating recruiters, individuals who are dedicated every day to helping others unlock that potential. Join me, Ariana Moon, Director of Talent Acquisition at Greenhouse, as I sit down with talent professionals to discover their motivation, inspiration, and journey through today's world of work. Today, I'm talking to Kalayope Zapafti. Kalayope is a talent acquisition manager at Kaizen Gaming. Prior to working in HR, Kalayope worked as an IT consultant for several years, which fueled her passion for learning and technology. Kalayope and I will discuss how challenges in the hiring process can become not only opportunities to become a better recruiter, but also a better person. Please welcome. Kalayope Zapafti. Hi, Kalayope. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you, Ayana. Well, I'm really excited for our conversation today. And maybe we can start off with you telling us a little bit about your role at Kaizen Gaming and how that's going. It's been amazing. I'm, you know, a proud member of Kaizen Gaming the last four years, actually. I mean, recruiting the last six and I have also three years of experience as an IT consultant. So currently we are scaling the whole organization. And of course, as you can understand, we also scale our team. So things are, are pretty challenging for us. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of change, a lot of growth. Yeah, a lot of change. We have to define processes. We have to know each other. We have to formulate the team. But, you know, this is also what I really like working for this company right now. Yeah, absolutely. You said you've been in the recruiting space for about six years at this point. What brought you to the recruiting space? How did you get into it? Yeah, so... A little bit of, of history. I'm a typical Greek girl. Uh, I have been living in Athens my whole life. I have never traveled uh, for work outside of Greece, but I have traveled a lot, you know, for pleasure. So I have started actually uh, business administration and I started my career in uh, IT consulting. I never thought I'd be in recruitment. I always wanted to be a chemical engineer because my father is an electrical engineer and I, will, I was always, always around engineers. Uh, so I started working with, um, with IT, uh, software applications, developers, but then I could not imagine myself working in this field for many years. So back then, and actually till now, I'm, um, I really support transferable skills. So mm-hmm. I saw a position for an IT recruiter. And I was like, IT consultant, IT talent acquisition consultant. And I was like, okay, yeah, I have the IT check. I have consulting check. So maybe I can try. So I always had HR on my mind and I'm really happy. And I feel really grateful that this journey started and I really found my passion. I love that. I love that. So maybe we can talk a little bit more about the current role, because I know you you and your team recruit in several geographies. Is that right? Yeah, this is right. So I started as the only talent acquisition professional at Kaizen Gaming, but TA now is one of the biggest uh, sub-teams of HR. 
we are around 15 people and we recruit internationally for 10 different countries, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually into tech and product hiring. So our main mm-hmm. focus is for Greece, Portugal, and Romania. But we also contribute in companies scaling in Latin America and many, many new countries to come. Yeah. With each new country that you expand into, it must be a lot of work in terms of knowing how to recruit there and not just a compliant way, but understanding the state of the talent market. And so what are some challenges that you've encountered when branching into new markets and how have you dealt with them? Yeah, <laughs> I'm laughing because it is, it is about the challenges. It's actually a greenfield. So it is very interesting to start working for new markets. You don't know the candidates. You don't know the company mapping. You don't know anything about candidate personas. So it's hard to recruit because, you know, we don't know the market. And we also have, we are into one very particular industry. We are actually into betting, online betting sector. So this industry is also really, really specific and it's really difficult to attract candidates coming from the specific industry. But, you know, this gives us the opportunity to challenge ourselves and to find alternatives in processes and we really change the way we work and the way we do recruitment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me more about how you approach candidates in this space, having a very specific vertical that your business, the business operates in. Is there a potential success story that comes to mind with a candidate in the new market? So, yeah, I was actually contributing to customer service hiring in Portugal and we have conducted several interviews with a candidate and we were so much thrilled about his performance. In fact, he would be one of our very first hires in the new market. You know, we did all that remote. Uh, we were all, all based in Greece, in Athens. We did not have uh, physical contact. And then we found out that he has um, a disability and probably that could impact his performance at work. So it was the first time for us, actually, I mean, you know, for me and my hiring managers to deal with this kind of situation. We were considering our options and what should we do. And I had this kind of epiphany. Yeah. Like, oh my God. What we are doing over here, I mean, his performance was amazing. Are we making assumptions about his performance, his actual performance at work? And I was very much concerned that this may lead to discrimination and inequity uh, for a human being. So I remember myself being so decisive and so strong that we should hire him. And we did. And we are, I'm very happy about that. And after a couple of months, I learned that he's absolutely thriving and he left the company. Uh, but, you know, when he was saying goodbye, he mentioned that, thank you for recruiting me for this company. I found out a new skill and passion to teach other people. And I really think that this case was a milestone in my career. You know, I realized that I will challenge the status quo and I will fight 
forever against inequality and discrimination. So this was in combination with, you know, penetrating to a new market. And I cannot forget about that. Yeah, what a impactful story. Thank you so much for sharing that. You mentioned that you wanted to be very thoughtful about, you know, not having practices that could potentially be uh, discriminatory or inequitable. It's one thing to recognize that as the recruiter in the process. It's another thing to convince your hiring team, like, hey, this is the right person for the role. Let's focus on the responsibilities that are specific to the role and like not make assumptions here. How did that conversation go for you as a recruiter, kind of advising the hiring team? Yeah, it was not difficult. Actually, um, I did not have, I have not collaborated that much with the specific hiring managers. So in any other case, I would feel, I would not feel that confident, you know, supporting my opinion because I have not created credibility with them or uh, a trusted relationship with them. But you know, it was very, very easy for me because it is also linked with my ethics, you know, as a recruiter. So mm-hmm. I was bold, I was there, I was confident, and maybe they heard that. Mm-hmm. I think ethics in recruiting comes up quite a bit, probably more than folks that are not in the recruiting space might think. And there, there's a lot of accountability in terms of everyone involved in the hiring process around hey, are we being thoughtful in how we're assessing someone for the role that we're asking them to perform in? Going back a little bit to this concept of branching into new markets. Yeah. The term that you used was a green field, which I really like because it really highlights the opportunity instead of highlighting the challenge. And how did you think about your employment brand? And what did you do there when it came to expanding recruiting into new geographies? Yeah. So. We always start with recruitment. So we are trying to to think about our strategy. So initially, we invest and we, we are trying really hard to develop strong relationships with local agencies. We consider them as our recruiters over there, as our team in the new market. So we really trust their insights and the relationships that they have built with the local market. So this is... Mm-hmm number one task. Then we try to focus on knowing the candidate persona, who are our candidates, what do they want, what are the micro and micro economic situations that impact them and influence their career decision. And then, of course, it is a matter of employer brand. We have established a really new team, employer branded team. And We have not even defined yet our employer value proposition. This is something that we are going to activate in the next six months. But we have started, collaborated with a very well-known employer branding consulting company here in Europe. And probably we are going with a global EVP. And probably Mm -hmm. in the upcoming years, we are going to localize it. But as you understand, this is very long-term. So what we do in terms of uh, short-term results is that this year we have been awarded as one of the best workplaces in Europe. So our employer branding team started a huge campaign to announce it to the markets that we operate, conducted several interviews with the press. We 
printed it in magazines. We had it in the radio. Of course, we had our targeted online campaigns on different uh, social media. And what we wanted to do is that we want to showcase ordinary people, you know, from the company celebrating the success all together as one team. I really like that. And I like the emphasis on highlighting the voices, not of like the executive team, but the voices really within the company of the experts deep in their craft. And it sounds like you took a really holistic approach uh, when it came to employer branding in terms of all the channels that you were leveraging. And congratulations on the (laughs) Best Places to Work Award. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want to dig a little bit more into you and what gets you motivated in the work that you do, because we talked about a lot of cool things. We talked about employer branding, the candidate experience, ethics in recruiting, the global nature of what you do. What makes you excited to do the work that you do every day? Okay. I will try not, you know, getting emotional about it. But, you know, in Greece, the last several years, 10 years, if I'm not mistaken, it was difficult for us due to the financial crisis. We had many bailouts and we had one of the highest unemployment rates in Europe. So that was happening when I started. So it was easy for me because I found easily a job. But then you could see other people out there, your friends, your family, you could see their dreams falling apart. So when I started working in recruitment, it was pretty amazing for me to see how I impact on somebody's dream and, you know, how I contribute to their own personal fulfillment. Yeah, this gave me motivation. And currently it is all about my team. So as the team grows, we are thinking a lot about recruitment operations and efficiency, how to streamline our processes, uh, how we can bring new tools and how ca- we can establish policies. This is very interesting for us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how you got into two pieces there that seem different, but very much related to each other. So there was really that human element of the climate in Greece has been a challenging one, and it's been really meaningful for you to be a part of helping people achieve their career-related dreams. I think that's a very powerful, motivating thing to feel like you are having impact on people in that way. And then the last thing that you said was about the operational piece of what you do, which I imagine you're doing more and more of now that you're growing a team and you're not you know, the only recruiter at the company. A lot of it is around like, all right, our processes scaling with us, are our tools still serving and working for us? And so I liked that. Those are two very different things, but when you bring them together, it can work really well. Yeah, exactly. Time for a quick break. In today's tight labor market, the search for high quality candidates can seem endless, but there's a talent pool you might be missing. Today, As many as one in three Americans have a criminal record, and these individuals are often overlooked during the hiring process. That's where Fair Chance Hiring comes in. Fair Chance Hiring is built on the premise that everyone, regardless of their background, has the right to be fairly assessed for a role that they're qualified for. Companies that practice Fair Chance Hiring are able to tap into a larger pool of qualified, diverse talent with a wide range of experiences, better understand their customers, 
and ultimately reach stronger business outcomes. To learn more, download Checker's ebook called How to Be a Fair Chance Employer, which covers the benefits of fair chance hiring, how to build a fair chance hiring program, and how to help your fair chance talent succeed. Go to checker.com slash fair to download this asset. Welcome back. Here's more of my conversation with Kalayope Zapafti from Kaizen Gaming. Service level agreements, so SLAs, that we are going to define the time frame and the steps and the ownership of each step and who is responsible for what. So it is in pilot mode. We have blockers, we have dependencies, but analyzing the data after around two months of implementation, we have seen that improving. So this is really, really nice because we made a really huge effort. So for example, we have streamlined the touch points for every step. We have created guidelines for our stakeholders and our interviewers. We try to make coordination better. I think that we are going to see really, really good results in the future. Mm -hmm. That's really great. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to start figuring out how you want to change a process to improve it. And the measurement over time is really important to understand like, hey, is, are the changes having the impact that you want them to have? That sounds pretty fast, the, where you started in terms of application to offer. I know our team, we've seen that metric be around like 25 days. So anything below that, that seems like you're moving really fast and really efficiently. Yeah. And this is not a paid response, really, I promise. <laughs> but we use Greenhouse as uh, our applicant tracking system. Helped us a lot because it enables collaboration between recruiters and coordinators. And we are also using some, some functionalities uh, that are automatically triggering communication, like sending us emails and messages on Slack when a candidate changes a step, or for example, we put follow-up actions. It helped us a lot. I love that. Thanks for the shout out to Greenhouse. Yeah. It's absolutely a big part of being successful in terms of having the right technology serve you, whether that's Greenhouse or something else, but being deliberate about what technology you're leveraging is really important. Very well said. As someone who's grown so much over the past few years and kind of leading all these big initiatives, what is some of the best advice that you've gotten in your career so far as a TA professional? That's an interesting question. So it may sound as um, a cliche, but when I started, I was very young, very passionate. I was always rushing and taking things under my skin. And I was always in a um, reactive mode. I had to react. I had to respond to everything. So the first advice that I have been given by a manager of mine was pick your battles. And I was like, at first, I was like, nah, no, I won't do it. But then I realized that it saves you so much time and effort and energy and you simply can focus, but at the same time, defocus on things that really matter to you. I want to be very transparent and honest with you. I have not managed to 
excel it yet, but I'm, I'm trying really hard and I work on it. And the second one is from another manager. He told me I was preparing an interview training that would be presented to the whole company. And he saw that we have not included about the way we give feedback to the people. And he was like, how you are going to do this? I mean, feedback is a gift. And this was the call for me. And, you know, my manager back then was referring to my skill to give feedback to other people. And he made this kind of metaphor, like feedback is a gift. So think about it. And the person receiving this gift is a kid. So during Christmas, you would not want to deprive, you know, her of this gift, right? And this, this hit me really hard because it was at the beginning of, of my career, we were hiring the first members of our team and this was a norm and this was a culture that we brought to the team. And we always say that, we always say that to each other, feedback is a gift. And we follow that by heart. I like that. It's resonating really strongly with me because I think feedback in an interview process is one of the most helpful things, but the hardest to provide. And most of the accountability for that falls on the TA professional. And, you know, I think there are often things surfaced in an interview process where if you said it word for word in the way that it was said or it was written about someone, it might not land in the most productive way with the candidate. And so whenever I'm coaching my recruiters around giving feedback, it's always this balance between let's definitely be as transparent as possible and in the way that is productive to this person understanding these are things that I can work on and actually walk away with things to be able to action. Yeah, actually, Ariana, in my team, you know, it is easy for us to give feedback because it is really in our culture, but we are struggling a lot, you know, to train and educate our hiring managers because they are entering the recruitment process and they have their interviews and, you know, they are filling their scorecards and they cannot provide feedback. And we always make them to provide developmental feedback. Like, no, I'm not going to reject this candidate without having you think something that will improve candidates' performance in the future. We are pushing very, very hard. And I think that it has started changing in our organization. We are really proud of that. We are one of the few companies yeah. in Greece that, you know, are doing this because it needs a lot of effort. You already know this. But at the end, we, we have really good feedback from our candidates and they are really grateful and respectful for what we are giving them. Mm, that's great. In a way, you're giving them feedback as a gift and then they're giving you that gift back by giving you positive feedback, it sounds like. Yeah. Cool. What is something that you've learned so far in your career as a TA professional that you weren't expecting to learn? Yeah, as I mentioned before, I have faced many times, you know, how the unconscious bias and how our experiences influence our decision making. So I learned a lot about our unconscious mind 
and how people manage the information and data that we collect through the day. And working for a talent acquisition team made me realize a bit of the um, thinking process. And it was a, re- a revelation to me because it had impact on other aspects of my personal life as well. So I tried to think about the, the motivations of my friends or how we treat people in a certain way or why we conform in a group of people. Pretty amazing, right? I mean, I would never thought learning that working as a recruiter. Yeah. Yeah. What is one thing that you'd want your audience to take away today from our conversation? Oh, so I have, I have passion for recruitment and it is not easy. Recruitment, it, it is not easy. It is very hard. So I agree. <laughs> for HR professionals, I really understand that this may not be your favorite HR hobby or HR sport. And I really get it. I really get it. So redefine the way you see recruitment. It is not only about interviewing. It is not a repetitive thing. It is not only about hiring nonstop. In 2022, recruitment for me has many kinds of characteristics from many different functions like CRM, marketing, technology, psychology, even sales. So you can be whatever you want. You can be creative. You can be chatty. You can be, you can multitask. You can be a project manager in talent acquisition. This is why I love it. And I really hope you will love it too. Yeah, I I have to plus one everything that you said at the end there, because recruiting is evolving into being a pretty interesting field. And I'm thinking about new roles around recruiting tech stacks or recruiting systems, recruitment marketing, employer brand related things, recruiting operations, enablement. You mentioned a project manager. I've recently spoken to two heads of recruiting operations where they had the experience of building project manager, project management teams within TA to help project manage really strategic TA specific initiatives. And it's really cool to see that kind of evolution and attention being applied into the TA space. And so I love what you said there because I can't agree more. And I think that's a really great note to end this conversation on. Thank you so much for your time today, Cleope. It was wonderful hearing your story and um, appreciate that. Thank you very much, Ariana. Thank you for your time. And I hope I will see you again very, very soon. Thank you so much, Calliope. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please take time to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Find out how to hire for what's next by visiting us at greenhouse.io. Special thanks to our production partner, Wonder Media Network. Our producers are Brittany Martinez and Alana Herlins, and our production assistant is Sarah Schleed. Our greenhouse producer is Marnie Williams. Until next time.